Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know how to do this introduction because um, usually people talk about the the calming effect that my voice have when they hear me talk. But if you could think of a, a just the smoothest, softest voice you've ever heard, then that's who we have today, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Thomas Lamy. What's up, man? Rob Cook, it's a pleasure to be here, and I do not ever know how to respond to you when you say that, because <laughs> it feels like coming from you, it feels like some kind of extra gold-wrapped compliment given your own voice. So thank you very much. It's such a pleasure to be here. As I said before we started recording, it's always a pleasure to talk to you in any capacity. Oh, I appreciate that, man. But uh, I love picking with you about it uh, because that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, man, I liked listening, you know, just because I heard your voice. So given that I want all of the audiences to know and listen as well, kind of how would you say, Thomas, how would you explain yourself? Um, how would you identify or, or you know, your credentialing or your bio, whatever you want to call it, kind of like who's Thomas? We'll start there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, <laughs> you would think, because I know that's your first question, you would think that I would have something prepared, but actually I don't. And, um, you know, what I would say to that is to get the, like, the kind of organized piece out of the way, I've worked all over the world for the past 10 plus years in many different countries doing a type of consulting that we call nation branding. So I would work with the government, help them bring in foreign direct investment. So that led itself to meeting an awful lot of very interesting people, Rob, across all cultures, all countries, all parts of the world. And I met my wife along the way, who's from Virginia, and um, I met her in Malaysia. And fast forward 10 years, we both burnt out from that experience and we weren't able to kind of keep living. It felt like we were living on an oil rig in a way. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah. oil rig workers, yeah. but they're like three months on and then they need a month off to recover. So that's how we've kind of felt working in a country so so um, intensely. We needed to pull back. So we did. And... I learned a few things along the way, but one of them was that I loved working with people, people and more specifically, I was fascinated with leaders because mm. I was working with them every day in the political spectrum and in the corporate sphere. So I started to test the idea that I could learn how to work with leaders, figure out what high performers do 
kind of bottle it like some magic potion and <laughs> sell it to companies. I was set in my mind and I tested that idea where I would literally go into companies as a very traditional, instructional, boring as hell trainer working through, you know, the ideas or the six high performance habits of millionaires and billionaires. There's some videos on YouTube of me talking like this. I had to hide them recently because I was so embarrassed <laughs> by them. But, um, and that led me to start a training company. And that brought me right up to the pandemic where my wife and I were living in Greece. And that was really the, uh, the fox in the hen house because everything stopped from training, from coaching, the whole shebang. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. And right in that period of immense uncertainty, that's when I was hit repeatedly by an ad by a fellow called Michael Neal, who I know you know. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. It's history. Wow. So you, like so many of us, you know, you were pushing, you were looking, searching. Um, what would you say was the first thing you realized that knew this understanding was different than the way you were doing it before? Wow. Yeah. That's such a good question. I think that it took me a while. Mm -hmm. So I always remember there's a former prime minister of Ireland who was describing himself and he would say that he's someone who needs to read something again and again and again before it sinks in. Whereas his, his predecessor was someone who just glanced at it and it went straight in. Yeah. So when I was introduced oh, to <laughs> this, this understanding of how life works, the three principles, it took me a while. I was, I was the former, you know, I didn't actually understand Rob that my quietened mind, my great peace that was bursting out of me despite a very uncertain financial exterior yeah. and um, a completely unknown road ahead. But I was bursting with this great peace from the inside out. I said to my wife one day when I looked out the window, we were on the island of Crete. And I said to her, why is the garden so much brighter, more vivid? <laughs> like, I know that's always been there, but it looks completely different. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why my mind was so quiet. And one day, Rob, that's when I actually considered that it must be coming from this month long program that I was learning. Okay. And it shocked the life out of me. <laughs> but lo, lo and behold, the content I was learning was waking me up on the yeah, inside yeah. and I'll never forget I was sitting under a palm tree so in Crete and I was meditating and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the insight timer app mm -hmm. but it's a meditation app like calm or headspace okay and it measures the amount of minutes and then it you know feeds you dopamine it's like good job Thomas come back <laughs> tomorrow this I meditated for eight and a half thousand minutes when I looked at the screen in the months coming up to this moment. 
but I had a really deep realization there and then that I'm trying to reach a state of calm that's there when I stop trying. Yeah. That was more than two years ago. I've never meditated since. And I have nothing against meditation. I think it's yeah, yeah. wonderful. It's just I, I can't or I, I don't embrace it in a formal capacity because I know that the happiness, the, the calmness that we seek, I am that. Yeah. It's not that, that there's anywhere to get. As Natasha Swerdlov says, if you were asked to take one step towards yourself, where would you go? Yeah. So I, my big insight was that I'm always okay, whether I realize it or not. Yeah, I love that. I love that for so many reasons because it's like you were pointing to how this is formless, like this is before the form, and you can get there. Like all of the different ways. We're all trying to get to peace, and once you get to peace, you, you're like, cool, I'm good, you know? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. And that's the way I think of it as well. Like all these things, be they Qigong or meditation, yoga, mindfulness, all wonderful. But they're all signposts pointing at a thing. <laughs> yes, yes. But they're not the thing. They're not the thing. Yeah. They're not, they're the, not thing. the thing. I love it. So how does this understanding, man, help with traveling consistently? So... Mm -hmm. Traveling consistently gives the con, or at least when I travel, I travel during protection, I say about 200 days a year. But there would be, I was often met with, oh my God, you must hate that. Oh my God, you must hate that. I, you're not stable. You don't have, and there was all these terms and stuff associated with moving a lot that kind of made it to start seeming unsettling. Now, this was pre, pre principles for me, but you having, you know, this understanding, was it like traveling so much? Yeah. Well, Disclaimer, I don't travel <laughs> half, half as much as I used to. Okay. <laughs> so um, I know I, I did a course. It's an excellent course. It was by a guy called Rob Cook and it was called Alignment. But I was actually, I remember for the first four weeks of that course that I did with you, I was in a different location every, every week, time. be it yeah. Charlotte Airport or Virginia Beach or Ireland or Portugal. But I would say that before I did consider it an awful big hassle traveling. Okay. But now in the simplest way, I know better. Yeah. So I have nothing against airports. I used to despise <laughs> them. I used to despise them. I would do everything I can to get my company to book a direct flight rather than needing to go layovers yeah. in different places. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, but I would say that it's not, it's not the traveler. It's not the changing of, of the countries. That's really something that I think about at all because both you and I do work. That's so important. We know that we look at the part that doesn't change. Yeah. And that's what's awake in you and awake in me. And I feel so grateful about that. So, you know, substitute travel for a low bank balance, yeah. for a, a trying family 
occasion yeah. or anything outside. It's if we try and fix that or change that, it's a fool's errand anyway. Oh, you know? man. Okay, you want to preach. Okay, okay, Thomas, you <laughs> preaching, man. Oh, I love that. I love that. The way you said substitute it. You're right. Substitute it. Put, put whatever you want on it. It's all external circumstances. It, do, it doesn't, my, I can change the characters and change the layout, but it's still external. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I was, that was dope. You, you still find time though, um, which having my own podcast i so appreciate um, knowing how you know how it works but you still find time also to produce your own show um and one word that's that's just been been taken taken off um go out support that because it's, it's a magical conversation always you know around one word so kind of tell me what what was that about how did that come yeah, well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Rob. It is a passion project, I will say. And kind of to set the table, I had been trying to start a podcast for years. Mm. And then I came upon the principles and I was trying really hard then to start a podcast. Yeah. And I even interviewed people. I had different ideas. One was called the human behind the leader. But you know what? It always felt like a chore, something that I was pushing like a cart up a hill. And that dawned on me deeply, I would say a few months ago. And then I said, Look, I owe myself this to put this podcast thing completely out of my mind, completely out of my mind, for want of a better expression, to give up on it. <laughs> and, and I did. And you know what happens or what yeah. tends to happen when space yeah. is created. So space was created. And this idea hit me one Sunday on the couch here in Ponta Delgada. What if I make it so radically, stupidly simple yeah. that I can play with it all the time and that I re would really enjoy it? And that each conversation is really different yeah. and is guest led. So one word just came into my head. And within 25 minutes, I had the first 25 guests. I had the cover design done on yeah. Canva. I had it ready to go um, with absolutely zero expectations of listenership or reach or anything like that. Yeah. I just... Um, called up Aaron Turner and Dr. Amy Johnson and had them as my first two guests and I just released it and it felt so good Rob yeah. you know like uh, I had Dominic Scafidi on recently and we talked about how desires are states of consciousness that are yeah. seeking embodiment so oh, I like that this desire just flew through me and I was yeah. just so eager to get it done. And despite a very, very busy time period, 
consulting in on different things, it always took priority yeah. because it was backed by the infinite power of that insight. Yeah. You know, so now it's growing around the world, and I receive a lot of emails about it. It's listened to in forty-five countries as of yesterday, and I just I couldn't tell you how happy I am about it. And again, I had no expectations at all. Yeah, so it just I love feels that, good. man. I love that so much. And I, I love that you told a story like that because um, here soon I'm putting a uh, podcast masterclass together because I too, I went out and got a producer, um, got a, a celebrity, um, like everything, went to a big studio, all of that, and never got one of those episodes off the ground. Hmm paid a lot of money for it but it just like you said didn't come out when i kind of just sat down for a minute let it go for a while mm -hmm. you know deepening my own understanding when it popped it popped yeah. and it was like it was it was on and it was run since then and it's been as you say the from the insight we're 70 some episodes in every friday mm -hmm. So that insight been kicking for 70 some weeks now. <laughs> and I don't plan on that insight stopping anytime soon because it's like you say, every person gives me a conversation that helps just light up the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they, we are all talking about the same thing, man, but I got 70 some conversations of this thing so differently. Yeah. You know, find your spot. Yeah. And find your place. Such a brilliant job. I think it's the only podcast I listen to no matter what. You know, mm, so thank you thank you up. and I'm, I'm telling you man this is i love when i love your show also i love the canva you could it was popping i just want to hit you with that when you i when you sent me my thumbnail i was like oh oh okay that's okay okay i'm on i'm on yeah I, I i love seeing that when you when you sent that i was i was super excited about it i love that man i love it keep keep going so what else are you doing there you, you, you're still consulting. What about the coaching business? This is, yeah. You know. Yeah. So my kind of, I see my, my professional endeavors split in two at the moment. So I okay. still consult back to my old industry, but on a much lighter level okay. and remotely. So at the moment I'm working on a project with the government of Iceland. And, um, then on the other side, I run my training and coaching company that's currently undergoing a name change. So I'm not going to say the name okay. uh, yet, but that takes up about a third of my time as well. And then the other third is for all my educational endeavors and um, wow. learning and exploring and and doing nothing. But ultimately, the the core of my work has recently kind of pivoted where I would very happily, I've been sharing the principles in companies, I would say spectacularly unsuccessfully since the beginning. <laughs> so s since I, I came up upon them, I've been learning by bumping into things. I originally yeah. thought, how am I going to talk about consciousness with CEOs or with leadership teams or anything yeah. like that? But you know what? That the cave you fear to enter is the one that holds the treasure so yeah. slowly i figured out my own method and realized that it's okay that i'm developing my own way of doing it yeah i don't necessarily need to always be 
doing yeah, yeah. courses or anything like that. But I love that. So rather than just focusing on high performance and how uh, the present moment, which I called in companies executive nowness, um, can yeah. benefit people, I started to like very organically pivot towards removing something that companies understand, which yeah. is stress. And it lights me up because I see the impact it's having with the clients I'm working with now. And it's not that I set out to like find my niche or anything like that because yeah, yeah. I it just fell I really, into it. It fell into place like yeah. retroactively. Yeah. And um, I see it as making all the sense in the world mm -hmm. because company stress is the silent killer. In America alone, last year it was $300 billion of lost productivity. Do the stress. Just from absenteeism and all the other issues associated with mm. stress. So I figured that if I can help, I'll help where I can in companies. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing now with workshops and uh, mini seminars and things like that and longer trainings and journeys. And then on the individual capacity, I'm working with a lot more individuals as well on, um, okay. on uh, journeys. Wow. So two things I want to highlight. Um, I'll do this one first. I love the way you talked about um, how am I going to talk to him about consciousness, mm -hmm. right? Because for I was just talking to Michael about this the other day. When I hear the first generation teachers of three principles, it is apparent to me that mind is real. I settle into that. Right? Like, I don't know, you probably heard Dick and you know, when you listen to Dick, you, you just connect, you know, you know, mind is there, right? When you hear him. Um, when I thinking, Michael is very good with the description of thinking and, and how he articulates thought and, you know, the nature of thought versus what you think as a content type thing. And I was sitting down one day thinking, how do I see this? Or where do I see my voice? And it's in the awareness all of all of all of my as you say bumping into things that's the only thing i'm doing and as soon as i bump into them i'm aware they're there and they become part of it so i don't bump anymore they they become part it's it's the consciousness that i i see clearly i just believe yeah. that i'm connected to mine and then i don't pay no no attention to my thinking just, you know, I don't care whether what I tell myself I'm a great person or a shitty person. Like, no part of paying attention to the thinking do I do. It's the awareness for me. Yeah. It's the and consciousness. It's so important, Rob. I was just having a chat with Marina Galan before I came on here. Shout and, out, Marina. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about how everyone has their own unique understanding of what this work means. Yeah, yeah. But the moment that I try and be Rob Cook or Rob Cook tries to be Michael Neal, yeah. we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah, yeah. Because we have to remember what would Rob Cook do? <laughs> or what would, what would Michael Neal say? Yeah. But that, that authentic energy that powers you powers me too. Yeah, absolutely. And when we let it flow through us, then we'll express it in a way that makes sense for us. Like you're talking about consciousness, yeah. own it. 
Uh, uh, I love that, man. So the other thing I wanted to is I cannot help but stop thinking. You run in the world, man. I know it. I know it. I know it. I'm like, he going to be like Mission Impossible or something. I was like, the governments and the, you know, everybody and connecting everything. And that's got to be unbelievable, yeah. though. For real, for real. Serious, in all seriousness, like, what is it like to work with such a diverse group? I mean, because you go from culture to culture when you're talking mm -hmm. about governments. You get in the mix of their politics wherever it is for you to do your work. You know, how yeah. does that, given your own nationalities and your own ethnicity, how does that work? Hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. How. Okay, so I, I realized that it doesn't matter what our title is, mm. what our social status is, what our wealth is, what, how our company's sales revenue is, that's all downstream of what connects us. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I met some incredible people, presidents all over the world, and um, I remember being incredibly nervous at the time because I placed them above me, yeah. you know, I remember one time meeting the Minister of Finance in in Greece and um, I forgot all my notes because I was so in my head when I went into the meeting and I was just standing there like a statue. <laughs> I remember walking in to meet the president in Malawi and my wife and I were working together and it was like going through airport security in JFK or Heathrow to get into the waiting room to meet the president. <laughs> and Rob, we were standing outside the door and the time was ticking and we were late and I started to get all up in my head about, well, if those people are taking that long, then we'll only have our short little time to ask the president everything we need to. And a woman came out of the room. The, the doors swung open. A woman came out of the room with her bodyguards around her and I remember just kind of looking over her to see was the president there and this woman walked straight up to us and stopped at us and stared at us and I remember thinking what a rude lady why is she <laughs> standing here when you know we're trying to get into the room doesn't she know we have important things to talk about so she said hello I said hello nice to meet you and looked around her she continued on Rob, that woman was Madonna. <laughs> so that's just an example of how up in my head I was that I didn't even see what was happening. She was building a hospital or something in Malawi at the time. But I'm very happy I don't see the leaders I work with like that anymore, that I don't elevate them on a higher plateau because they're not on a higher plateau. They are people just like me, yeah. you know? And it's far easier now for me to see with this understanding what actually connects us rather yeah. than what illusionary pieces of, you know, paper and ego parties and all that. 
Wow, as a um, very good story, what did Sidney Banks say about the uh, ego's image of self-importance? So I'm I can be more aware now when someone is very much in their egoic self. Yeah, but that's not who they really are. That's a good point. That's not who they yeah. are. I yeah. love that man. Did you at least get a picture later with Madonna, or you messed that up? That's all. Just missed the moment. <laughs> Com- completely messed up. Yeah, hands in the machine. <laughs> oh man well do this for me man um just share your heart the community's listening um this will be the last thing they hear your voice um but i appreciate you stopping through um kudos man congratulations on the podcast and the success of it keep going don't stop um and yeah man just share your heart you know what I'll just keep it short. I'll say that, um, and I heard this on an audio book recently. It's not, uh, it's something that's really stuck in my mind though. Life is not a struggle we need to endure. That's it. It's so much more beautiful, joyous, energizing than we've ever known. All we have to do is stop trying to fix ourselves because we're not broken period thank you for listening to today's episode for more information about the podcast please go to 3pgc.org if you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new fresh voice in the principles send us an email at info at 3pgc.org we'd love to hear from you Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.